Welcome to Win the Day Podcast, hosted by Cyrus Jaffrey. Here we interview the top entrepreneurs, industry leaders, business owners, as well as individuals that perform at the highest level in Omaha, Nebraska, and the surrounding areas. We dive deep into their thought process and things that they do to separate themselves from the competition. Well, hey, welcome to Win the Day Podcast. My name is Cyrus Jaffrey, your host. Uh, thanks for listening and watching. Um, and we have our awesome two co-hosts here, Benito, Jason, what's happening? What's good? What's going on, guys? All right, all right. Hey, today, so we have a special guest, man. This is our good friend, uh, Chris Green. Uh, and if you know his email, insurance guru, that's what he is, man. Flood insurance guru. I don't think there's another man in this world, man, that knows more about flood than this guy. So he is um, the man when it comes to flood, man. It's an honor to have you, brother. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, we are going to go to Chris and how he got into flood. And then Jason's got a got a question that we'll go to right away. Cause I know that's in the back of their minds that we want to share with you guys. So, Hey, Chris, let's go to you, man, real quick. Tell the audience um, how you got into insurance, man, real quick. And then um, how, why flood? Well, I got into insurance really by accident like everyone else does, but I'll tell yeah. people my first interaction with water was actually um, helping pull my dad out of a vehicle that was being flooded when I was about eight years old. Oh, um, so that was my first interaction with water, but I got into insurance really by accident, but it starts back really with Hurricane Katrina. I was working on my master's degree in emergency management. And it was supposed to be hostage negotiation and bioterrorism. The day I start my master's, Hurricane Katrina hits and everything changes. So I ended up studying Hurricane Katrina for two years. I ended up working on a local disaster team. I ended up writing the disaster plans for the university I worked at. And so then it just naturally transitioned me over the hazard and flood mitigation, which ended up being my specialization for my master's degree. Well, looking for a job, couldn't really find what I wanted. It was supposed to be a local EMA manager in a local county. I wanted to go work for FEMA, but I didn't want to be on the road all the time. I still really wanted to work on weapons of mass destruction. That didn't work out. And so I said, look, I'm just going to go work for Liberty for about six months so I can get in and work on the national CAT team. Well, I grew up with severe learning disability, so education was my passion. Well, I got into Liberty and sales and ended up building this partners in education program for schools. Ends up expanding to 12 states. So I ended up staying with Liberty for about six years. Uh, ended up going independent with my agency uh, back in 2015. And I started the flood insurance gear more as a conversation starter. And what really drove me to that is I went to buy a house in 2012 that was in a high-risk flood zone. The real estate agent didn't know what they're doing. Mortgage company didn't know what they're doing. Even the insurance company I worked for at the time didn't. So they're like, well, your premium is going to be $3,000. You're not going to be able to get the house. Your DTI is too high. And so then I was able to show them with some different laws and things how that $3,000 premium should have been a $300 premium. Ended up closing on the house. And it was at that time that I discovered a major gap in flood education. And so that's exactly what we've been doing for the last 10 years, 15 years, is educating people on the exact things that we've been through when it comes to flood education. So at so 15, I started floodinsuranceguru.com, more of a conversation starter. People kept asking me about my background. I finally had to make a decision. Am I going to be a generalist or am I going to go all after this? So it, um, because of Nicholas Aries, made the look video. I did a 30-day video trial run. So, hey, let's just see how video impacts our business on the PNC side. There's a big difference. So in the beginning of 2019, I said, you know what? We're going to travel the country all of 2019. And we're going to do a different flood education video everywhere. We're going to talk to victims, you know, why things happen, what they wish they would have known. And so an entire year, uh, traveled the country, did 365 flood education videos in 365 days. 
started blogging, started podcasting, people kept asking questions. So I was using They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan to really build our whole marketing strategy. And what we were simply doing was answering the questions that producers, that property owners were asking us, even insurance carriers. And that's where the content was coming. Well, we're July 29, 2022, and we're still doing a daily flood education video every day since January 1st, 2019. Uh, recently, we launched one of the world's largest flood learning centers on our website. Uh, we've recently put out a flood risk verification tool, which we'll talk a little bit more for producers on, that actually gives property owners the real risk of a property. It tells them what floods are in, if it's required, how close to water they are. These are all things that just simply have developed from doing that one video every day as we just keep getting deeper and deeper on flood. And now, of course, uh, with our flood professor division, we're doing the CEs across the country for insurance agents and lenders and real estate agents uh, speaking with Congress. Yeah, I want to take you up on that. That's going to be that's going to be great. And Chris, you're the only person I know, maybe besides Nick Ayers, that has done more than a thousand videos. Um, I mean, that's quite a feat. I don't I don't know anybody else that's done mm-hmm. in the insurance industry. I don't know anybody that's done. A th- I mean, people do video all the time. I do video all the time. But to do a thousand and be dedicated to one every day, um, you know, as a producer, you know, where we're focusing here that's a lot to take in. Like you've got to master your craft and think outside the box and, and, and deep dive on those things. And when people are on the call, you know, first of all, I think, I think people, the producers need to niche. Yes. And Chris, you've got that. No, I don't know anybody that you're right. I don't, you know, Cyrus, you were saying, I don't know anybody else that knows flood as, as much as Chris does. And that's the truth. Like anytime we have a flood question, we call Chris. Uh, anytime we have a flood customer, we call Chris. Um, and so you've got to be niched in that and know it backwards and forwards so that any questions I get asked, you do have the answers. You are the expert, right? You're not, you're not just going by the state saying, Hey, I'm the expert. You are the expert. And then I really like how you, you put the, the questions in there, Chris, because I think asking the right questions is so important, you know, finding really what the problem is so that you can solve it and win the day. And that's where I think a lot of producers mess up because they ask questions that don't mean anything or are not the right questions. Um, I think it's important that obviously any question is a good question, right? You got to ask questions. But I think if you know, uh, you know, the questions to ask, you're going to have the answers and that's going to make you look like the expert. I'll tell you this to some of the producers out there. One thing you'll never have to worry about is revenue as a producer. If you do these three simple things, and that is focus on the customer's problem, figure out a solution to the customer's problem, and then bring a plan into place of how mm-hmm. that solution to that problem is going to improve the customer's life and how it won't improve it if they don't take advantage of it. But don't talk about how great you are because the customer then sees you as a hero and them as a hero. There's a problem there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming to you because they want you to guide them through the situation they're having. Wow. Love it. Love it. Hey, I want to go back to when you talked about your video content, right? A lot of us want to do video content. And, and I know a lot of agents and producers, they do it for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and they're like, ah, I'm not getting any likes and blah, 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 or whatever. And then they stop doing it, right? The people that are going to keep doing it, that are going to have thousands like you and Nick Ayers and some of these other people that do it those are the ones that are going to be successful. So you got to stick to a plan like you have been, man, which has been pretty important. So for people that want to get into video content, man, I, I do want to ask you about that. What are some suggestions for some producers or some young agents that are writing business or other agents that have been around for a long time writing business? 
what are a couple other things that you could maybe share for video content, new people into this? What are a couple of things they must do? First of all, you got to hit record. Just pick your phone and record. Now, the big thing, though, is, hey, that's not enough. You're right. That's absolutely not enough. So when you hit record, you got to have something to talk about. You know, you got to have a plan or something like that. So what you need to do is really listen to your customers. They're giving you all of your content. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. asking you questions. And if they're asking you questions, there's someone else out there that's asking that same question, but they're yes. afraid to because yes. they feel embarrassed. Don't focus on likes on YouTube. My subscribers are going down and that's okay. If I have zero subscribers, that means I've done my job because someone does not necessarily need to subscribe to my YouTube channel if I have helped them solve the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, they were a subscriber at that time. Now they've moved on. That's okay. I don't have that many views like Ryan Hanley and maybe Nicholas Ayers do. But where the content is powerful is when a customer asks you a question, you can share the video. They go down the street to your competitor and their competitor saying how great they are. We've been doing this for so long. You know, they're saying all these things. You're showing it with video. Mm. So you just showed yourself as the expert and the authority with that video compared to your competitor down the street who can say things all day long because you're actually showing things in action. That's the power of video. Mm. Huge. Huge. Uh, one thing that uh, that we were on another call this week, uh, and one thing that I was super impressed with is when you were talking about the first time that you actually talk to a customer over the phone is pretty much the closing call. So you're you're getting payment information on that first call, but that process had already started. You had already talked to them. You had already answered questions. Can you go over that? Because I mean that's that's huge. And you know, as a generalist, uh, you know, a, a home and auto agent or something like that, there's there's definitely tweaks in there. But man, that's super powerful. Yeah. So that's part of like they ask you answer by Marcus Sheridan. So he's got a thing also called eight percent questions. So that's about five questions you get asked every day. Have an 80% video on your website. So what happened is the customers are answering, you know, you're are getting answers to those questions before they call you. The other thing is like, for example, when someone reaches out to us, um, they generally have watched about five videos on our website. They've read five of our blogs. Uh, our video proposal is not just a breakdown of coverages. It's talking about wait periods. Will my bank accept this policy? Five things I need to know before purchasing flood insurance. So when we get them on the phone, they might have a question or two mm -hmm. and they're ready to bind. Because literally, we have answered every question through this journey, and we've built the trust. And the coolest thing is when they watch your video and they submit a form on your website and they call you and you answer, they're completely blown away because they think you're a celebrity who's not really going to answer. I get that every day. And the, usually, they're just shocked that, well, the person in the video is actually helping me. And it's the same reason why I tell my team it's so important to create your own video content. Because then if you can share a blog you wrote, you can share a video that you did with your customer, they understand someone else didn't do it. It was actually done by you. Now they can completely relate to you mm. because they understand that you've been to this before. You've helped someone solve this problem before. And you're the person I need to guide me through this situation. Awesome. I mean, and that's what I spend most of my time doing now is other than some flood mitigation, CE, I'm creating all the content. Our team's mm. doing all the heavy lifts and they're handling the day-to-day -day stuff. But then they're coming to me and say, hey, here's a situation that came up today. We need some content on this. But the same approach that I take with that for our consumers, our referral partners, we do it internally as well. I've built something called playbooks. So the greatest frustration is that when someone calls into a company, they get a different answer every time. So we built something called playbooks. So they type the question in and it gives them the answer. So if I have a two-day employee or a 20-year employee, customer is getting the same answer. The team member knows exactly where to find information. So we're creating a good employee experience 
and we're creating a great customer experience and the customer is getting consistency throughout everything they do, which is what we focus on is consistency here. A lot of our realtors call us, they ask us this question all the time. Hey, um, I think this is on this. I think this, this might need flood insurance. Can you check if it needs flood insurance? Like obviously we get this probably 10 times a day. What have you done? And I know you've done something right to simplify that process. Like, so if somebody calls you on that because you're, Every insurance agent gets this call. What do you do at that time? What's your process like when somebody asks that question? So we were getting that call about 10 to 20 times a day. I mean, mm-hmm. it was time consuming. Our team would run it, you know, verify all that. But I, mean, I don't want to call it mm-hmm. waste of time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time that's eaten up in the day. Mm-hmm. So we built a tool on our website called a flood verification tool, exactly for real estate agents and lenders like this, especially uh, hard money lenders. And what it does, it tells you the real risk of your property from one to 100. Hey, what's the real risk of my property flooding? Because flood zones have no impact on what the true risk is. Mm-hmm. But then it also tells you what flood zone you're in, if flood insurance is required, how close to water you are. And so, you know, for example, we were giving this presentation to a real estate company and they're like, we're nowhere near water, but you tell me I'm 95 feet. The property owner then says, oh, I forgot about the pond behind our building. So mm-hmm. now the flood risk pops in their mind of there is water near me. So now we're educating them, not just on the flood insurance, but what is the real risk? And how is that risk going to impact my business? And how does my business keep going if that risk has a negative impact on it? Beautiful. So real estate agent calls, you give, you tell them, and just so the audience knows, um, do you want all these producers and agents that that want to use this service? Do you want them to just go to your website and then basically plug in that information? Or do you want your team to do it? What would you prefer? No, that's absolutely what it's there for is for them. I was having this conversation with uh, another agent two days ago. I said, look, the goal is to put the data in your hands when you need it. You mm-hmm. don't need to be waiting on someone else to get you the data, and then you lose that in the account. Your customer's calling you because they want the information right here. Yep. Let's give it to you right now. Now, look, it may not be 100% accurate, and we tell people that, but if there's enough information there that it's going to help you keep moving forward and not stall the deal. Beautiful. One, one quick thing for you, man. When they're there with APIs and some of these things that people can have now these days, is there an opportunity for you? Because we're building one of our own platforms right now. We're very close to where a client can get a quote in a minute and a half by putting four pieces of information for us. Could there be something there to where they can just click on something and go through a tech platform maybe and get a quote for that flood risk as well while while they're there? Actually, you can, but it's about a 24-hour turnaround time with us. But something else we put in that tool is estimated pricing based mm. on the score. So we're at least giving them a price indication based on their score. That's what they're looking for is a price. What, like, do they look, want to buy the property or dollar? Yeah, I just need to know this thing's not five thousand dollars. How accurate is it? Uh, I'd say it's about eighty percent accurate. Oh yeah. Now That's it's perfect. also conservative. So I've never had one on there that cost more. It's always oh. cost less. Oh, I love that because that would be my biggest concern is is the accuracy, which is I think in so so what you're what you're saying is if I if I'm okay with eighty percent, right? I mean, if I'm a realtor, I'm like, hey man, you're I'm eighty percent correct. This is what it will be. I want to I want to use this tomorrow, man. We got three big real estate companies here that call us all the time for these questions, and I honestly did not know, and I know you pretty well, which is terrible on my part. I didn't know we had this right now. I would yeah. use this today with our team. It's like our flood learning center. There's no catch there. That's why I filtered it by insurance agents, real estate agents, lenders, by state. Every single flood map update in the country, mm-hmm. as it happens, it's on there. 
cool. Hey, who is your client, dude? I've been meaning to ask you this question. Is your client insurance agents, real estate agents, mortgage lenders, or people that are buying flood insurance? Who's it's, your actually, it's actually all of them. Okay. And they're all different audiences for us. You know, the property owners are a different audience. The insurance agents are a different audience. You know, with insurance agents, it's our job to make them look like a rock star. It's our job to make sure they're growing their business. And it's our job to make sure that we're putting time, energy, and money back into their agency by simplifying the flood insurance. It's great information. I appreciate you, man. This is a lot of good information. Bruce, tell you that on our website now. If that's that's what we do. Is we put time back in your life by simplifying flood insurance. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about, you know, so, you know, before the show started, we were talking about Kentucky and a couple other states that are dealing with, you know, flood issues and, and things going on in, in the world. Um, you know, with all your experience and background, what do you, what, what do you, when something like that happens, obviously your adrenaline's pumping, you're, you, you get into go mode and what does that look like? Uh, well, for me, I get into go mode, but it's got nothing to do actually with flood insurance. Uh, this is unfortunate. This is a, a big time for us to educate. We just had this happen with Yellowstone. So people are like, well, I didn't have flood insurance. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you should have flood insurance. You know, that's on you. No, that's on us for not educating the right way. Uh, but what we do is we go in there then and all right, you don't have flood insurance. We don't know if a presidential disaster declaration is going to be filed or not. We're here how we can get there where it can be filed. You know, report that damage locally, because what happens then is your local community has to go to the net to the federal government says, look, this is how much damage we have. Well, there is a threshold for damage for disaster assistance even, and a presidential disaster declaration to be paid out. Then if that disaster declaration is paid out, which I have an API that is built out now that automatically notifies us when a presidential disaster declaration is approved. So now we can go to the residents there and say, look, this has been approved. Now let's walk you through getting disaster assistance. Let's walk you through getting an SBA disaster loan. Let's talk about the short-term impacts, the longer-term impacts. You know, maybe they lowballed you on that disaster loan. Should you take it? You know, what are some things you should think about? Or people who do have flood insurance, don't just file the claim. So what we do is we teach people, here are the long-term impacts, short-term impacts. And I'll give you an example. We have a customer who bought a house in Birmingham, Alabama, flooded the day before he moves in. He gets in there. He's going to file the claim. We start looking at his premiums. We know what the National Flood Insurance Program would be. So we're able to calculate, hey, we file this claim. You're looking at about a $3,600 difference per year. Over the next three years, you're looking at a $10,000 difference, and you got a $5,000 deductible. If you pay out of pocket for these damages, it's about six grand. So now we've actually saved them by not filing the claim. That's why even on our website, we don't send people directly to the carrier to file a claim. Instead, we have a consultation with them to help them understand short-term, long-term impacts because these claims stay on a pro property forever. Some private companies will never touch a property if it's had a flood loss. And so that's why we're really focused on making sure people know that. And really, but I tell them, protecting them and creating long-term rate stability for them, but also making sure that when a disaster like this does happen, because flood insurance is not going to stop a disaster from happening, but what it is going to do, it's going to make sure that you can recover quicker financially and emotionally. Because most business owners, after, when they flood, most of them do not open back up. So it's our job to make sure that they do by having loss of income built into those business flood policies so their business can keep going during a flood. Wow. wow. Cool. 
Hey, Chris, when a lead comes to you and a lot of producers, I'm assuming are wondering about this, like what's, I think like what is your, your team handles it? They reach out to the clients that do they, like how, how you get the information from the insurance agents that are going to refer you business potentially. Uh, what are some things that, that they get from using you um, once they send you a referral and what's that communication look like to their clients potentially to make, make them look good for them? Well, one of the first things is they can actually focus on the things in their agency that's making them money and not spending three days trying to figure out how to do a quote for the National Flood Insurance Program. Or, hey, did I set this policy up? What's the E&O exposure? Is my client really protected? So those are just some of the things. Then what we do is we build a unique link for every agency and they can send it to their customer. They can submit it to us. If they send it to their customer, when the customer fills it out, they're getting a video from us explaining that we're an extension of John Smith Agency. We are their flood department. Uh, you know, we specialize on the flood side for them. You know, and then what we're doing is sending that customer to a Google review for that agency. So we're really focused on helping that agency grow. Then we're telling the customer, all right, you've submitted the form. In the next 24 hours, one of our flood education specialists is going to be reaching out to you. You're going to be getting a flood proposal from us that breaks everything down for you. Mm. Then you're going to want to pick whichever option fits your needs the best. Then step four is the most important uh, step. And that is we get you back to the important things in life and not wasting your time on flood insurance. Love it. Let's say some of these people want to do, let's say they want to do a flood quote or they want to maybe get into flood insurance. A producer's like, hey, like I enjoy flood. I want to teach and educate and all this stuff. What are some what are some advice, man, for these younger youngsters, maybe, or people that have been in the business for a while? They want to get into it now because they've seen 2019, man, Nebraska got hit really yep. bad. And re- that was right when we left our captive channel and went off, went over to the independent channel. So we were literally right in between. We got a ton of calls that we couldn't help because they were still with State Farm. So like we almost like dodged a bullet, but I hated it because I'm like, man, this would be so much experience we can gain from going through this, right? So I'm, um, yeah, I'm curious on your thoughts on that. Well, there's two things. That's why we built the Flood Learning Center, so that people can actually consume that. The other thing is that everyone's like, you know, handle this, handle that. You know, we don't necessarily want to handle the small stuff for you. We want you to handle the small stuff and the easy stuff. And we're even going to show you how to do that. Uh, I'm even building out an NFIP course on our website right now that will be available to insurance agents. It just simply walks them through NFIP, you know, understand to write your own carriers, you know, how each one may be a little different. Some of the things you need to understand with risk rating 2.0, all these different, you know, just simple that's available for them all the time. Did you, you've, you've got, you've got so much stuff cooking, man. This is so great for so many people. I'm, I'm confused, man. I've been in the industry for 10 years. I'm super confused with flood insurance. I still don't understand it. And that's why I use Chris, man. I'm like, I tell Bobby, you know, who guy, you know, Bobby pretty well at our office. And I'm like, Bobby call Chris, dude. I have no idea. Well, the grace and like, I think like Bobby sent me to, it may have been his, but we'll get from people Hey, I'm looking at buying this land. Mm. What's going to happen? Cause it's in a floodplain. So then what we do is like with Bobby, he sent it to me, Hey, Here's the part of land to build on. Here's the level we need to build it up to. When the house is complete, we're going to have it removed from the floodplain. So the flood insurance is no longer going to be required because the local government's not going to allow you to build it below a certain level, but they're not going to probably tell you either that you could get this thing completely removed. And that's the process. I'm actually helping a few people with right now, actually a real estate transaction. Hey, I'm getting ready to sell my house. Flood insurance is required. So he's like, what's the premium going to be? I said, well, first of all, before you look at the premium, let's make sure you're in the right flood zone. Come to find out. We could have had this thing removed four years ago for him. 
And I tell them, look, the goal of removing it is not that you cancel your flood insurance, it's that your flood risk matches your premium. We don't want you ever paying. We want to make sure that risk matches it. We want you to keep it in place, but we want you to keep it in place when you should have been paying $350, not $3350. And so he was paying almost $4,000 a year, and we'll have it removed in about two weeks. Well, Chris, you know, uh, you know a lot about me and, um, you know, I lead with the umbrella and I think that the umbrella policy is a, is a, is a policy everyone needs. I don't care if you're poor or fluent, it doesn't matter. All in between, everyone needs an umbrella policy. And so when I think of flood, you know, it's, it's almost the same way. It's like, if it's in a flood plane, everyone says, oh, that's when I need flood insurance. But then what we also try to do and, and, we're trying to get better at this and, and figure some things out, but I feel like, you know, floods, one of those things where it can happen to anyone, you know, uh, at any time, you know, rain and storms have gotten worse and things have gotten crazy. Would you say people need to lead with flood um, on, on every house or sometimes flood is not the answer? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious on what you think about that. I don't think flood is the answer. I think risk is the answer. So everyone's like, oh, I don't need flood. I don't need an umbrella. Well, well, the problem is I don't think we're teaching people, hey, what's the risk? If I don't do this, what could I lose? What could I gain? That's the key, no matter what the insurance product is. is it, I just don't think we do a good job of educating people what the real risk is. I think your 12 questions, Jason, if we don't ask those 12 questions to tell the clients what could be at risk, they're going to have a very hard time buying an umbrella policy because they're like, well, why would I just pay an extra $15, $20 or whatever? That doesn't make any sense to me. I use the word enlighten. I don't think we do a good job of enlightening consumers on risk. You know, someone goes to our website, for example, it's like someone goes to your website and you want them to buy a policy right away. It's like you asking a girl and asking you to marry the same mm-hmm. day. Like, no, that, that's not how this works. That's the reason why when people come to our website, they're frustrated. They're abandoning them. It's because we're not focusing on their problem and we're not showing them the exact steps we need them to take to get to a better life. Okay. Good. Chris, do you think everybody should have flood insurance in the country? You know, I get actually asked that question a lot. And, you know, the shocking answer is technically no. Majority, yes. The reason is we really look at self-insurability. Like you've got some of these higher wealthy people when they look at the premium compared to, I mean, we actually go through and look at 10, 20 years. What are you paying? What's the risk you're taking? I would say for 99% of people, absolutely. There is that fraction of people that want to self-insure. And when we go through and we look at it, we ask them, hey, do you have this sitting aside? You know, If you don't, just like on a collision deductible, do you have your deductible sitting in an account? Do you have it right at your wedding? Because if not, there's a problem there. So for 99% of the people, absolutely. But what, like Jason said, with the floodplain, that's where a lot of people get confused is floodplains, flood zones, floodways. I don't need flood insurance because my bank doesn't require it. Uh, 30% of flooding is actually happening in areas where it's not required. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama, we had 10 inches of rain in one day, and we did 82 home rescues in two hours. Waverly, Tennessee, 17 inches of rain in 24 hours. Uh, North Georgia last week, eight inches of rain in one day. St. Louis this week, we had 11 inches of rain in six hours. And exactly what happened in Kentucky, where it was that large amount of rainfall. So it doesn't matter what flood zone you're in because no drainage system can handle that. And flood insurance is really the only way to protect yourself financially and emotionally that you're going to be able to recover from this. 
Well, Damn. I would have to agree. I don't have flood insurance on my house. <laughs> and the best thing I hear is I'm on a hill. He's the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a kill though. <laughs> no, you know. There we go. I don't, and I'll. Uh, you know, it's. I'll. I'll speak like for the masses. Um, I'm up on a hill, um, and I'm. I'm. I sit up high in my neighborhood. There's no water around me, and uh, you know, I just haven't seen the need for it. But you know, it's. It, and really, it just hasn't been a thought. Um, mm. It's just not something I saw as a risk, but like the storms and the things that are happening year after year and more often, it's, it's a little scary and, and it's unexpected. Uh, you know, there's no way you can plan for that. So Chris is right. I mean, I, I probably need to look into that and see, cause I, I definitely have a, a nice house and uh, I don't know that if something happened, how we would recover. I mean, personal items, uh, you know, with memories, yes, that would be tough, but Personal items you can always replace. We're, you know, material things I'm not really worried about. We've got more than enough coverage, right? Um, liability, more than enough coverage. But those kind of things with, you know, the, the flooding, um, yeah, it's a little scary because, you know, uh, these storms are just like Chris said, they're just, they're just crazy right now. And I'll tell you, like, what I get people all the time, I'm on a hill, I don't have to worry about it. I said, the one exposure you're forgetting about is when the flood um shuts down your water treatment facility and that water backs up in your house. Guess what? That's probably not going to be covered by your water backup because it's going to be a flood that caused mm. it. Wow. Wow. That surface water, that water intrusion that came up there is because there was no drainage system to stop that water. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, real quick. Um, you've touched on it a couple of times, but um, you know, you keep using the word story branding. And, you know, and from a from a producer standpoint, I think that's something that uh, as a producer and somebody that or as producers are coming into this industry and especially young people and they're trying to use social media and they're trying to build a brand around themselves. Um, that is super important for them to just understand what story branding is. And I, I mean, truthfully, you know, even between the four of us here, you've been the best at that mm-hmm. um, by far. And so, you know, I'd like to just pick your brain on that and just see kind of how, how you would explain it and how you would uh, coach the younger uh, younger producers and people getting into the industry on how to use that to their advantage. Well, big, I'm actually only a few months in the story, Brad. Um, I've known, I met Don Miller at uh, Agency Elevate back in New Orleans, back about four years ago, I heard him speak, great. I was an executive mastermind with Marcus Sheridan a few months ago. Uh, because I've been a big follower of his for years, was in part of his coaching program. And we built everything on They Ask You Answer. If you haven't read that book, I highly recommend it because that's how inbound marketing works. And then he had him come in. And that's what we we're talking about was on messaging. So when someone went to our website, it was just flood insurance guru. So when they come to your website, they're coming to your website for a reason. They're coming in because they need to solve a problem. And if you're spending the entire time focused on yourself, telling them how great you are, then you're going to lose them. That's the whole story brand thing is, Hey, the customer is the hero or the guy. At the end of the day, the customer wins. But when we focus on that, we have a large increase in revenue. And I'll tell you this, since we've implemented StoryBrand, uh, there's a different framework. Go to storybrand.com and you can see it. Um, he has a great course, uh, Business Made Simple, where he does marketing made simple and all this stuff. But we've had an increase in 20% revenue in the last 90 days. That's awesome. Awesome. Wow. That's incredible. Well, hey, Chris. 
I, I got to ask you about about your day to day, man, because I know uh, you're not like like I guess most of the insurance agents and producer because you do a lot things a lot differently. What's your, what's your day look like, man, with all this video content and all this stuff that you're doing? And I know you're traveling quite a bit, obviously, to get to educate a lot of agents. I know you're in pretty much a lot of the conferences, basically, to get the word out. So, like, what's, yeah, what's your week? What's your day? What's that look like for you, man? I'm curious. Uh, normally, I get up about 10 o'clock every day and I start working about <laughs> 3. And I tell people I only work 10 to 3, but I do it twice a day because we service seven time zones. Um, so, my team is handling everything kind of 9 to 5. Uh, I'm usually working till one, two, three in the morning because we have a lot of clients in Hawaii on the West Coast that I'm helping with things. I'm communicating with our VA team in the Philippines. I'm working on our content. Uh, late last night, as I said, we were finishing up a continuing education course for the Independent Association of North Carolina. Just before I got on the call, I was going through my VA as he was building it for me, going through, making sure we had all the things on my day to day. You know, I looked down at my schedule. The first thing is, hey, do, am I shooting any podcast? Do I have any meetings? For example, I do a meeting with David Carruthers every week, a coaching call that he does with me to help me grow. Great guy. So look at that. Uh, then the first thing I look at is hey, what content we need to shoot today. But the first thing I go to is I go to Google News and I type in flooding or flood like Kentucky. So all the content I had ready probably to shoot this afternoon, I'll push it aside and I'll focus just on St. Louis, Arizona and Kentucky, which is where we all had disasters this week. And I'm going to tell people exactly what they need to do if they've had flood damage, because that's the number one focus for me right now is, hey, I've had flood damage. What do I do? And what I do is I record a different series every single flood disaster as it happens. So people need to know, you know, hey, we're focusing just on Kentucky. We'll do a series just for, on Kentucky, just on St. Louis, and literally focusing and just targeting those people of, hey, here are the things you need to do. Here are the guidelines. Here are the timelines. You know, if you're having issues with this, here are the steps you can take. Mm. And so that's really like my day-to-day, you know, usually, you know, softball in the afternoon with my daughters because my daughter's, uh, my seven-year-old's a big softball player. My wife's a school teacher, but if I'm not traveling, I'm, you know, it's usually at like 10 to 3 and 10 to 3 at night. Uh, but it depends. I'm getting ready to hit the road again. Spring and fall is big for me. Um, so like I'm, I got a couple of trips to Alabama to teach realtor CE classes next week. I'm teaching one in North Carolina. I've got um, innovation in October. And then I'm in Boston with Marcus Sheridan. And then we're doing a mastermind there with the CEO of HubSpot. And then I've got some other CE courses that are coming in there. And as these disasters happen, like I got to go to Yellowstone. So I'm shooting, usually shooting these disaster series on site, talking to the victims, walking them through what they need to do, making sure, hey, it doesn't happen to the neighbor down the street because they didn't know what to ask. For example, in buyer beware states right now, we're teaching people how to ask the right questions. Because in a buyer beware state, if you don't ask the right question, they don't have to disclose flood losses. So we're teaching mm-hmm. consumers, hey, ask these two questions to protect yourself if a property is flooded. So right now I'm finishing up doing video on every disclosure law for every single state across the country. So we have a different video in our library on every single state. So if a customer has a question at state, they understand the laws. They understand how to protect themselves. Wow. That's solid dude, man. You're a solid dude, Chris. Solid dude. Yeah. I, every time I talk to you, man, I have more, more respect and I learn, I learn so much every time. So before we go into, I've got two personal questions that we usually end with. Uh, Kilgo, Benito, you guys have anything else on the business side? No, man, Chris, keep doing, keep doing you, man. Um, there's nobody else like you in the industry. Um, you're a star, bro. And, uh, just, just a good dude. Just keep doing you. Thanks, man. Now I'll tell you this, the producers out there, if you want that risk tool, if you want, you know, maybe more information working with us, 
it's on our website, floodinsuranceguru.com, YouTube channel. All the videos are there. They said, there's no cash. There's no, hey, you got to give me money. No, it, it's there to help you protect your clients and protect yourself from an ENO. Hey, why are you, you could charge like a membership fee for this. And I know you can because of all the stuff that you provide for people having access to. Why, why do you not do that? Because I know a lot of insurance people will do that. Like, why, why do you not do that, man? What's your purpose behind it? Well, one reason is when you charge for something, it has a different value. But when you give something away for free, you can never charge enough. Absolutely. That's the best answer you could give me. Benito, you good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and you know, I would encourage all the producers out there, like, you know, stay in your lane. Um, we, we've kind of learned that the hard way on a couple of things. But uh, all three of us, you know, all pretty high high producing agencies use Chris. Um, great dude and just take advantage of all of the, the work that he's put in, in this industry uh, and especially on this product. Thanks. Absolutely. And I will tell you this all the time. Everyone's like, well, why don't you offer this? Why don't you offer this? And I go to my team and I ask them, Hey, are you ready to offer auto insurance? You ready to offer home insurance? And they're <laughs> like, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> People don't realize how, far, like, how deep, like detail, uh-huh. how focused you have to be like, you know, mm-hmm. helping people find flood losses. Like it, it's a changing game. And that's the other thing I'll tell agents real quick. Dude, your flood market is about to become a lot like what Louisiana and Florida is mm-hmm. right now because of all these floods that's happening across the country. You're going to be getting non-renewals because of changing flood risk, conditional non-renewals. Like, and if you don't know how to navigate that, you can be putting yourself at huge exposure, especially when you're talking admitted, non-admitted, knowing the difference. Do I have an admitted option I didn't know about and I didn't offer it? That's huge. Hey, man, Chris, I think we're going to set something up in about a month or two if you are if you would like to be a part of this, like our whole, our, our whole network, our whole agency, I think it's like, I don't know, 80 of us or something within our organization and our network or whatever, man, I'd love to have just like a one hour session with you and invite all of them. Uh, Cause I think a lot of those guys can get a lot of stuff from you. So I'll reach out to you on that, man, because they, they can get a lot of information from you. So I appreciate you, man. Um, they can reach you at floodinsuranceguru.com. And then your email is also chris at floodinsuranceguru.com, right? Nope, just flood at floodinsuranceguru.com. Flood, okay, perfect. I want to make sure that's how you can so reach what him. happens is when that email comes in, we all use one email inbox and perfect. send it back out. The reason for that, someone's at lunch, someone else yep. can jump right on it. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, that's the same reason why we took commissions out of our organization. It's the way we've built our structure. Is this the first one on it? Take care of it. It, it doesn't matter. Love that. Love that. You said daughters, right? I have one daughter. One daughter. Daughter. What's the biggest lesson your daughter has taught you? I know this is a curveball. I will tell you this. It was actually two months after she was born is how can I teach my kids to go after their dreams if I'm not willing to do it myself? Dude. Wow. Fire. The fire. Dude, that is big (laughs) timer. All right. This, hey, win the day podcast is what it's called, man. Give me two things that you will do where you lay down at night, you got on a, you're on a pillow. You're like, man, I won that day. What are two things that must happen in that day for you to consider that day one? Read 10 pages right now. Is that one thing for me? And actually shut my computer down earlier at night and spend more time with my wife. Ooh, my man. That was probably one of our best episodes, man. Great. A lot of information. Great time, man. Good stuff. Chris, I appreciate you, man. We'll let I you know when this is like <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> Fellas, thank you all. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, yeah, hopefully there's not a lot of rain.
Coffee's for closers. <laughs> Let's go. See you guys. Let's see it.